Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this week I'm joined by Luke Kamali. Hello. And Daniel Kruper. Greetings and salutations. I don't know why I stuttered your name slightly there. I Did you want to say Daniel Kilby? I felt I was about to say Daniel Kilby. No. No. But I am... But you always, you've always got Daniel Kilby on the tip of your tongue. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good start to this week's <laughs> podcast. Of course, on this week's podcast, we will be talking about the week's news and feedback and the talking point, which is our favourite games of the last generation. Yes. But before we get there, what have you been up to? I haven't really done much this week. Well, good. That's pretty much the same. <laughs> that's dynamite. Let's yeah. cut that section out. <laughs> yeah, no. Doing that at the weekend. <laughs> what, what have I done? Well, um, you went for a little jaunt to the Canary Islands. Oh, I did, yes. Yeah. So the bank, for the bank holiday weekend. I as went as to, one does. I went, I went to Lanzarote for four days. Quick job. No, so I dropped the tea there just to make myself sound a little Lanzarote. bit more. More <laughs> like a, one of the people. Lanzarote. Yeah, no, it was lovely. Good. I'm tanned. Kamali's yeah. stomping ground. It is. Uh, you do spend is, a lot of time in the Canaries. I do actually, as it, as it, as it, as it, as it goes. In, um, in the old big fan, Balearic. Just got to get Foot Adventurer, tick them all off. There you go. Good. Which is your favourite of the? Uh, I quite like Grand Canaria or Grand Can to the initiated. Well, I think when I was a child, I thought it was a Grand Canary. Well, uh, in a kind of weird kaiju kind of way, well, it was weirdly, a giant budgie. I went to um, uh, to Lanzarote when I was a child and some people were going to Fuerteventura and I got very jealous because I thought it was an Ace Ventura theme park. Oh, Ace Ventura is a film that does not hold up very well. It doesn't. At it? all, no. It's actually also quite very like... Because you know, not spoiler alert for a film that's 20 years old, <laughs> yeah. like the villain turns out to be a transsexual. That's Ace and Ventura 2, though, isn't no, it? No, it's 1. Oh, is that 1? That's 1, and... Yeah, okay. yeah 2's The there. way that it treats that character is very, very antiquated. Right. And if you watch it today, it actually seems quite... In, well, it's incredibly prejudiced. It's the worst it, case of hemorrhoids. Yeah. Is that the, yeah. Yeah. Seen? the and, stolen dolphin? Yeah. And then yeah, the second one is the Miami is, Dolphins, and then the it went, oh, it's when nature calls. Yeah. Right. When he's call, calling out the latex backside <laughs> of, a, of a rhino. <laughs> Uh-huh. I know my Ace Ventura but when you were a kid that was the coolest film ever look at him yeah. he's amazing and you watch it back now and you go what an absolute knob jockey I know calm down <laughs> just calm absolute down absolute dickhead he's um, insane can you do an impression of Ace Ventura no but I'm, Come sure, on. I'm sure as a child I had many much to the hilarity of my mum <laughs> Using a whole like can of hairspray just to create the quiff. Yeah. I could probably do the quiff still. Yeah, but just like oh, then. then. But that was his target audience. It was like nine-year-old boys yeah. found him absolutely hilarious. It was funny back in the day. Mask. That was a film. I, I, I think I did see pretty much every uh, Jim Carrey film at the same Cameron Diaz though. That was that was a. Uh, was that the vehicle that, that launched yeah. her? Uh, as it were <laughs> the vehicle that launched her the catapult of <laughs> Cameron the cannon yeah. fired her into <laughs> the Cameron catapult oh, yeah. but when she walked into that bank for the first time I imagine many listeners would have special memories of that moment <laughs> special memories <laughs> it was an yes. awakening yes anyway what have you been up to apart from talking about it's, it's it's for watching the entire back catalogue of Jim Carrey so yeah. it's mainly rubbish um, <laughs> it's not really he's, he's done a few good films Liar Liar I quite like Man on the Moon Truman Show yeah, Truman Show's good. Truman film. Show's actually Cable excellent. Guy. Oh, wait. Cable Guy's good. Is it? Yeah. I, a lot of people are down on it, but I, I found it was bit, better than it was. I think I found it a bit... Well, better than I heard it was. I think I found it a bit creepy when I was young. I think that's my issue with it. Well, mm. the thing is, it was critically slated when it first came out, directed yeah. by Ben Stiller, and then in the years since, it's become a bit of a cult classic. I didn't realise it was directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I watched um, Tropic Thunder the other day, yeah. again. It is a funny film. Yeah. I've only seen it once. 
Did you not yeah. find it funny? Um, I think I did. Like in the cinema, I've never felt the need to. It's never been a film that I thought I'll rewatch that I, one day. I only no. watched it for Tom Cruise's bit of the cameo. What's he called? Len Grossman. Yeah, and because Len Goodman. It's a bit isn't it? A lot of prosthetics. A lot of prosthetics. Though. But it's just it's stupid but funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you want? I quite thing. like the Steve Coogan bit where he's like, "Let's go make the best film ever," and then has an unfortunate moment. Hmm. As it were. Spoilers. Let's not spoil it. There you go. <laughs> anyway, right, let's uh, crack on with this week's news. And Battlefield Hardline has leaked. Am I doing that one? No, I'm doing it. I oh, just want to know if you want to know more about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, pray tell, Alex. Pray tell. <laughs> what do you have to know? Well, Hardline is a Sounds like a late game. night um, topical like current affairs talk show. Yeah. yeah. So this time, Piers Morgan. it's the war on crime. Because it's about cops. Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, in the so UK... Like the thin blue line. It's, 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 it's not, like, ultimately, the, the war, like, war, really, a war on crime. War you basically never changes. Stop doing that. What? It's war against naughty people. Yeah, war against naughty... Yeah. Ultimately, it's always coming down <laughs> to, like... It'd be better if they said that in the trailer. People. Yeah. It's a war against naughty, naughty people. people. It's stop it. payday edition, right? Kinda. Yeah. So, uh, you play a Miami cop called Nick Mendoza. Tell me more And about he is... <laughs> He verges between being good and bad. Has he, has, he, has he got a police chief? He just doesn't quite get it. Probably. And his ways. But basically, he's going after his previous partner. And obviously, it's set in Miami. There's lots of oh, good. Oh, good. Not, his li- not his life partner. <laughs> his missus. There's a really depressing story about a policeman really down on his luck. Yeah. And he just keeps looking at his ex-wife on Facebook yep. and a new yeah. husband who's a bit better shape than him. Yep. Uh, anyway, each level is structured like a TV episode, and they reference House of Cards plus a number of others. So uh, there's going to be cliffhangers all the way through. But isn't that just like every kind of game level? I anyway. suppose, kind of, yeah. I, was, I was thinking about this. It would be quite cool if, you know, say it was... if it, Episodically, with... See, I'm playing Watch Dogs at the moment, yep. and it feels like a lot of the missions kind of bleed together, and you go to this part of the city, and you do this type of mission, you go to this part of the city, you do this type of mission, and we'll talk more about Watch Dogs later. Yep. Episodic, what, I, what I'm taking that to mean is like, you kind of have, you know, in American TV, you have like the big bad of the week. Yep. You have one big set piece in the last kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. I wonder if it's like that, and it's kind of like GTA heists. So yeah. like each level each episode is very different that mm. would be more compelling yeah. well there's meant to be a branching storyline right because they talk about moral choices and stuff well so, so the way that they the, the exact wording they use is that each level can be played multiple times in multiple ways mm. so i uh, take that how you will i don't know um but so obviously a lot of it is now set in a city uh there was one particularly cool bit where you and a load of people are ziplining across the streets shooting people a bit like heat so but obviously multiplayer you mentioned gta uh, and heists that is the multiplayer new... sounds cool so yeah the yeah. multiplayer has been doing like again dice single player yep. is visceral, visceral. people yep. behind dead space. dead space um so they've kind of been tasked with improving the campaign which obviously frequently gets criticized yep. in battlefield games and then you've got dice doing what they do best yep. multiplayer so yep. the multiplayer modes sound like super cool they yep. look really cool so heist is obviously one of them you either play a the bank robbers or the cops yeah. uh, obviously you've got to get the money or you escape there is a hostage one. I can't remember what the name of that is called. I think it's called. I think it's hostage or rescue. Uh, oh, do you know what it's called? Rescue. Mm. Yes, that sounds um, cool. I think like being a SWAT team going in and rescuing yeah. hostages. That yeah, I, that sounds. Really that does sound cool. really yeah. cool. Um, Hotwire, which is basically car chases across vast expanses of open world. Sounds good. Um, which is kind of weird because 
uh, battle or previously Battlefield has always merged vehicles mm. or vehicular. I hate that word. Ve- vehicular. vehicular. <laughs> and on Vehic- foot stuff. Vehicular so manslaughter. From I don't know what's gonna. I don't know where the hot wire is gonna be. You're in a car and you can't get out of the car. I don't know. I know that I mean, does sound a bit restrictive. Imagine if like right. you start on a map and you're the one guy who doesn't get to the car in time yeah. and everyone just leaves you. And you go, <laughs> yeah. I'll just, um, I'll just, uh, I, I didn't want to play. So <laughs> press, I didn't want to triangle come. by mistake. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna go over there and just, you know, yeah. keep myself company. And then lastly, blood money, which is cops versus criminals going after a big pile of cash. So that sounds quite interesting. You have to take money back to your safe house. Yeah, there you go. But why are the cops doing that? Because they're all corrupt. Because they're all yeah. taking bribes, and did, or, but that's the, the uh, and that bit of the the video that leaked. There's them um, like planes and ting, yeah, and, like planes yeah. and parachutes and everything. It looks which is obviously what awesome. Battlefield has done. Well, I think well there's in the a past. documentary, The House I Live In, which is made by the guy who created The Wire. Well, no, he he he's featured prominently in it. And in some states, like some cops, like when they seize money, get yeah. to get a cut of it. Really? And it's particularly on the war on drugs, it's like incentivized cops basically seizing stuff in wow. certain states. It's really dodgy. So presumably it's incentivized so they don't just take it and either sell it on or take yeah. it themselves. It's because, and then all the best cops go into vice, um, narcotics, and yeah. not like homicide because there's more money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, so all of the best cops aren't in like homicide hunting murders. Murderers, they're like doing trying to get drugs. Anyway, anyway, I feel like we're getting sidelined. <laughs> um, anyway, are you excited? It's a new take on Battlefield. Yeah. I actually think, you know, I wasn't particularly enamored with Battlefield 4 because of all the issues. But I think it looks good. They so, needed a mix-up to kind of restore faith in the brand. So I think it's good. But effectively, mm. it's not Battlefield. But mm. you, you're launching a new IP, no. offsetting it with the kind of recognisability of yeah, Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Is it the Vanishing yeah, Mediator again? It is the Vanishing Mediator, Frederick Jameson. There you go. Uh, do you remember it? Because you, I remember that? you wrote your piece about Skylanders. Look at that, the Vanishing Mediator. Yeah. And you taught me. It's and one I was... precipitates change and then disappears itself. I was telling my of... flatmate about it today, and I cited you. Thank you. Uh, I was like, he reads my stuff. I, do. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's, that's kind of smart, you know. Yeah. It, it means you can do something completely new and you don't have to spend loads of money like, for instance, I don't know, Ubisoft launching the crew. Yeah. Effectively, Ubisoft mm. are creating their own need for speed. Yeah. But you have to get everyone on board with what yeah, the crew it's, it's is. Yeah, it's brand new. You've got to explain it's what it is. Battlefield. Oh, well, Battlefield. Yeah. Um, grappling hooks look cool. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Super yeah. Map. Yeah. I it think it looks like interesting. A, a first-person shooter these days needs something to increase, increase your mobility. Yeah. So in Evolve, it's like the jetpack, Titan, obviously, you can wall run. Yep. This mm. seems like the grapple hook is the next thing for Battlefield. In Call of Duty, you've got your little suckered gloves. You've got your, little, your mech suit. Yep. Increased mobility, that is what makes it a next-gen shooter. Maybe they we'll have mobility mobility scooters. Stair lifts. That would be really good. Once you get to the bottom of the stairs, you're like... Shit. Riding it up really slowly. It's actually quite dangerous tactics to use a stir lift because you're really sitting duck. Unless maybe you could get an armoured one. Like the boatmobile. Yeah. Like the boatmobile. Pretty good in hot wire. You could do a hot wire. If anyone takes these ideas. mobility scooters, like really slow ones. Brilliant. Anyway. Age of Warfare. Yeah. Okay. Next up. So we've got a new Daredevil. Ooh. Do do people do you care about Daredevil? No. Luke, do you care about Daredevil? My only I only am aware of him because of um the Bayern Affleck one, which Bayern Affleck. Bayern Affleck. Bayern Affleck. Affleck, (laughs) Three time um, European Cup winners, four times Bayern Affleck. Because of Bayern Affleck who didn't do particularly a good job, did he? And Colin Farrell was in that one. He was he played. I I never watched it. It was so slated. 
I just thought, yeah, it's not really the like, there, there, there are people out there who will say like the director's cut is is quite decent, but it's it's not. That. There's a lot of wrong with that project. It's basically it's a Marvel film before a lot of superhero films really came mm, of age, right? And so it's kind of a bit tone, riddled right? with some of the problems old superhero films had, some of the cliches. It's yep. it's a bit dated. Um, but we've got a new Daredevil. It's coming, obviously, for the um, Netflix TV series. This isn't a film. Yep. And it is British actor, another British superhero playing an American superhero. British actor playing an American superhero, I should say. Uh, it's Charlie Cox, who is probably best known. It's not for- Charlie from Busted. It's not Charlie from Busted. It's Charlie okay. Simpson. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, right. Um, okay, I've got the knowledge. He's yeah. probably best known in film in Stardust. Yeah. The new was- Gaming adaptation. Yeah, no, the, I've seen the male it. Lead. Okay. Was he, was he the, young, the younger one rather than the older one? Remember, they look the same as Tristan. Tristan is his name. Yeah, yeah. He's the main one. Yeah, I think. And then he's now well known for being in Boardwalk Empire. Oh. Right. So he has landed the role of Matt Murdock, the blind um, lawyer of Hell's Kitchen, who by day is a lawyer and at night wreaks vengeance. Is he blind? When the jurisdic- yeah. when yeah, when the legal system fails. That, that shows you how much I know about um, <laughs> quite Daredevil. one of the main ones. Yeah, yeah, so he has he, his cane, right? Which is Yeah, so he has and yeah, and at he's night. got a real moon face. <laughs> Maybe it should have been moon night. But look like look at this like it's not often like his mouth is getting the full of his hairline. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um yeah, so he's 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 Daredevil. He's one point seven eight metres tall. Well, that's that's what I'd want from Daredevil, really. <laughs> Especially in this, I, I, these metric days. I'm, I'm wondering how far they'll push the TV series. I imagine they'll want it to be inclusive, so it'll go like it'll be like Arrow. But Daredevil really could push being a 15. Like I think hmm. it would do well to Quite be a gritty one, isn't it? I honestly like. I think I've, I've said this on the Super Show a few times, but it's perfect for. I think there's an affinity between comics and TV anyway because yep. it's serial based. Mm, yeah. But also something really good about Daredevil, because he is a lawyer. There's so many legal shows on TV. So you could have the episode. Each episode, kind of, first 20 minutes is a court case. It fails, and then he takes vengeance on the people. Is that the pretty much what it is? Punished. Yeah, that's right, pretty okay. much the setup. So he punishes right. people who don't get punished when the courts fail. Right. And he's trying to... It's a similar sort of Batman thing, but on a smaller Vigilante scale. Justice. He's trying to redeem his neighbourhood of Hell's Kitchen. Right. And, um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. I, I don't really do know Charlie Cox well enough to really give an opinion on whether he'd be a good Daredevil or not. But is Gordon Ramsay in it? Gordon Ramsay, yes, he is. Alex, okay. he's the big bad. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. I'm glad we're spelling out the jokes this <laughs> week. Just, just helping, helping our our listeners. So delays. Yes. Everything. Everything is delayed. As I said earlier, 2015 is, is the new 2014. It is indeed. Yeah. So. We have three delays. Games are either coming today. out this October or next year. Yeah, That's the only two times for games coming out. Pretty much the only options yep. you're given. So the first delay we have is um, The Evil Within, which is now coming to North America on October the 21st, Australia on October the 23rd, and Europe on October 24th. That was meant to be out in August, right? Right, at the end mm. of August. Yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to that at the end of August because I felt like it it's could do well for period, just, isn't yeah, it? just getting ahead of the crowd. Or Yeah, it's going into... It's got no chance, I think, coming out then. Nope. I think um, it depends on... So it's apparently to further balance and refine the game in order to deliver the polished, terrifying, pure survival horror experience it's set out to create. Uh, Have developers ever said, and Alex, in your long experience with the games industry, have ever come out and said, like, we're delaying the game because it's shit and we're going to try and make it less shit? 
<laughs> we don't have that honesty. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I played it a few weeks ago, and it's not like I imagine. Like it's the, got the a crowd that I played, it was a little bit. Views. It's got quite it, mixed. Mm. It was. I don't. I think people have been overly yeah, harsh on yeah. it. Like, yeah, they really are. Like they're saying it's not scary. Well, I think a horror game can do be more than scary. Yeah. I think a scary game should be scary, yeah. but a horror game can be more than mm. just sc- out and yeah. out scary. And then people saying it's torture porn. I don't get that at all from what I've played. Really? I think the marketing, like the box art, looks like the saw posters. Yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah. there's some traps, but and the initial there's nothing trailer. new taking kind of sadistic or fetishistic pleasure yeah. from watching someone get tortured, which yeah. is torture porn. Yeah, uh, there's just a lot of grisly things in the game. Yeah. Um, but the code I played was a little bit rough. Like there's a lot of clipping and stuff right. like that. But okay, yeah, so, so it could be for polishing. Like, I, I'm, yeah. well, I'm sure it is, and it, you know, maybe uh, again, these numbers are purely plucked from the air. I, I haven't played it, so I couldn't yeah. say. It felt but like it might change point. from being a seven to a seven point yeah. five. And it, more than anything, it felt like while it looks like a modern game, yeah. like very, pre- I thought it was quite pretty actually. It play, plays like an old game. Yeah, you know, mm. it's not bringing any new mechanics to the table. Yeah. But that isn't inherently a bad thing. Innovation in itself isn't yeah. worthy of commendation. If it's a crap game, still, yeah. you can but, be really innovative. But there will be so much apart. other stuff coming out at that time. That is the big issue. A lot of new things coming out in that window as well. Yeah, like Alien, Shadows of Mordor, like first-time yep. games. Yep. Mm. Yeah, alongside obviously more Assassin's Creed, more Battlefield, more, well, more of everything, and more importantly. Far Cry 4. The dream. Is the only game I'm looking forward to at the end of this year. But what else? That's is- not true. The other delays. Yeah. So we have The Order 1886, which was meant to be this year. The PS4 exclusive. It's now been pushed to early 2015. So it's now called The Order 1887. It is indeed. I guess that was a bit more predictable. Like We have seen very little so very game coming out so this year. So now I've seen like- that. Um, so, I, so I saw that and Colin Moriarty saw that. And Colin wrote a piece basically saying he was worried because um, there were lots of technical issues. Mm-hmm. Um I agree because I saw we saw the same demo but in different places at different times. I I agree with that. Sliding doors or something. Pretty much, right? (laughs) Um, So it's it looks like it has so much potential, and you know it's a new IP. They're setting up a lot of a new mythology. It's based off you know King Arthur and stuff like that, and the Knights of the Round Table, and how it's all kind of modernised. And so this could be a big, big franchise, and I think it makes perfect sense that they take their time to polish it because. The, pro- the promise is there, the potential's there, but it did look clunky. And certain things, like even the the main developer yeah. was having issues with the controls at times. Oh, and that's, that's not a good sign. That's, that's, ne- that's <laughs> not great. And oh, it, was, it was fine when I was playing it in the studio. Yeah, yeah. and you're having stalls, and it was just like, you know what? Pathetic. This, this isn't great. So, so yes, they... Um, some extra time to deliver on the promise we made when we first introduced the game. So that's a biggie for a first-party PlayStation game to shift out of this year. It is, but fresh off the press, which is... At least Drive Club's coming. There, well, there you go. Um, Quantum Break, what the Xbox think? One exclusive, that's also been delayed. So um, that's been delayed not until early 2015, until 2015. We're not seeing it at E3. We will be seeing it at some stage at Gamescom. Well, we've seen even less on that. Yes. Like, so there's a new gameplay trailer which is out this morning, um, and it's all right. It, it supposedly, they've given some more details. So the game you'll play as this hero who's trying to stop a fracture in time that could bring about the end of the world. Yeah. And then the TV show tying is going to follow 
the villains, which is called, they're called Monarch, the Monarch Corporation. Right. And they, so the TV show will do that and show all their power plays and all their dastardly dealings. So and presumably, the does that mean that the TV show has been put on hold? Well, so this is what I'm wondering. Maybe, I'm, wondering if it's, holding I'm wondering yeah. if it's the other way around. Yeah, so the, the TV show, because obviously, you know, most TV shows debut in April or what have you. Mm. Or, they missed their window or this fall. year. fall. Well, on fall. fall. And so maybe it was just going to miss fall. And so they were like, well, then we have to push it back to... To next April, mm-hmm. but we don't have we don't have a window. We just have 2015. So there we go. It's the week of leaks and delays. But to be honest, that seems like every single week recently. Pretty much. But I don't know what we're going to see at E3. We've seen everything, haven't we? Talk about this week, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, a lot of it has. This, I mean, I this bet there's some surprises. Halo, Battlefield. Hello, hello. <laughs> well, Halo, we already know about. We know. Exactly, but that's yeah, the point. Oh, okay. Sorry, I see. That, right, yeah. right, right, right. Project Beast. That's been leaked. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If that's confirmed. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Well, surely more there's going to be... More combat yesterday. Yeah. There'll be a new, I would have thought, Ubisoft game. Because they've done that uh, every single done, year yeah. with Watch Dogs, with The Division. There'll be a new well, thing. There'll be, a, there'll be some gameplay footage of a game that'll never look like yeah. that. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Well, Nintendo, ah. Nintendo's still doing Zelda. Zelda, come on, Zelda, Zelda, come on. Yeah, but again, we know it's... Uh, what are they going to announce that's new? Well, no, Miyamoto's been working on this new thing, right? Miyamoto. Hello, Miyamoto. Or is he your, your Moto? It's mine. <laughs> um, so basically, he's been working on this new franchise, right? I remember, some, I remember reading that. Maybe I wrote it. Maybe I made it up. I don't know. Maybe Should I just... we stick with the news that we know is definitely <laughs> okay, happening? Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> break, uh... the, break the mould. <laughs> anyway, do you want to know some other bad news? Yeah. Go on, then. Go so on. Edgar Wright, after working on it for about eight years, has walked away from directing Ant-Man. He hasn't really been working on it for eight years. I think he's been working on and off it for about eight years, developing it in various forms. Wow. With Joe Cornish. Yeah. So it was announced at the back end of last week after we finished recording the podcast that um, Edgar Wright had left and he'd um, just walked away from the project, which, by the way, is is due to come out next year. Mm. Yeah. Um, so him and George Cornish have like done several treatments of the script. Yeah. The story that has merged since it goes something like this, like this has come from various sources. Um, they delivered the script. Marvel came back with notes saying we want you to take another draft of it because we want to work in these characters. We want to hit these kind of notes of morality yep. around the character. We have this. This is what the character is about. They went okay. Let's take another shot. They did it. They submitted it. Then Marvel had two other writers take another pass at the script. It came back to Edgar Wright, and it was basically unrecognisable. Like, all right. the kind of distinctive edges that yep. make it an Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish project yep. had been kind of shaved off. And he just went, well, I don't want to make this movie anymore. And he put it away. Mm. Um, since then, there's been various stories whether other Marvel directors are coming out in support of Edgar Wright. Um, Joss Whedon tweeted, um, Instagrammed a picture of himself holding, holding a cornetto, which many people have interpreted to be a symbol of kind of allegiance with or, Edgar. he was just on holiday. Or peckish. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, wrote something on Facebook saying, hey, this, this stuff kind of happens, you yeah, know. Yeah. This happens all the time with movie making. People have different visions, and then sometimes it's more agreeable just to walk away than you make out? something you don't want to make. I was going to say, better to do that and keep his credibility intact rather than make a film that he hasn't got the heart to do and mm. no you know, one going through the whole it. like marketing thing so yeah. doing junkets around the world for a film that you don't really believe in yeah like, so we got a bit of feedback from a guy called Fontaine he says I was disappointed to learn about Edgar Wright and Marvel parting ways um, 
Is this basically what you're saying? Is this because Disney and Marvel weren't willing to take a risk on rights directing style? Then it might be Marvel Studios' first significant mistake. Um, a Marvel Studios film directed by Wright is something fans wanted to see and hope that Disney Marvel don't become like WWE, where fans are frequently de- let down by those at the top. I don't really know about WWE. Me neither. Meant to, by that, but still. Is this a significant mistake? I guess that's a hypothetical because we'll never be able to see a Wright's yeah, yeah. Ant-Man movie. And also, you have to think investors, we might be perceiving them as really meddlesome. Like, Edgar Wright, as much as we might like Edgar Wright yeah. and like some of the films he's made, he's not like box office dynamite. No, I was just about to say. Like Scott Pilgrim yeah. wasn't a huge hit. Yeah. It's not like investors will have a tremendous faith and go, yeah, Wright is that guy. Yeah. But it's um, right, but the then right again, I, I would say Ant Man right is probably not the world's biggest. Is Paul Rudd cast in that? Yes, yeah. so Paul Rudd yeah, yeah, yeah. is signed on. So is Michael Douglas yeah. to play different versions. They are of big Ant-Man. names. Yeah, so I wonder, yeah. like, and, and they won't, and they won't be able to walk away like he can. Yeah. Edgar Wright, they'll be more tightly contracted, mm, yeah. and also they might still want to do because it's still a big film to be in. I just, you know, I think a lot of people it was kind of like it played to the Comic Con crowd. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when you yeah. announced Joss Whedon directing the Avengers and the people yeah. lost their minds, yeah. people just could see that being a really good fit, bringing yeah. his kind of humour to a character that is kind of inherently humorous. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see who they get to replace him. Yeah. Whether Ant Man still goes ahead on the schedule it's on, or whether it, it, has gets, to be delayed, it, surely. it gets postponed. And then again, like other films have lost directors and still kept to the same yeah. timeline. But yeah, so I don't know, we'll see. Need we shall? Who would you like to see directing it? I know I've put you on the spot there. God, God you really have. Sorry. Uh, I just... A TV director. Yeah. There's, I think there's loads... I don't think you need a name. No, no, I think neither. The, With, the there's enough involved, names involved in the project. Marvel is the name. Yeah. And, you know, people are getting really, like, angry, like, oh, like, Edgar Wright, you know. I think it's because people have had it in their mind that he was directing it mm. for so long. It's hard for people to then let go. But it feels like it's been his baby. Is the thing. It like has, he's but nurtured then, but it. Then, and then, but people, you know, you've got to see that, obviously, it's very easy to paint Marvel and Disney mm. in the really bad light. And of course, they are right? the big corporations. But they own the character, and they've got a long-term vision for what they want to do with these characters. And they have yep. to look at the bigger picture rather than, will Edgar Wright make a one-off, really funny, interesting, unique the film? Yeah. Like, yeah. that he basically, Marvel is bigger than one director. Yeah, I think you can say one, one direction. direction. Yeah, they're bigger than one direction. No one's we know bigger that's than one true. direction. Yeah. Um, I think Spectre, there's, there's loads of like really good t- like directors working in TV, like on Game of Thrones. Yeah. You could pluck someone from there yeah. and do a great yeah. job. That's what they did with Winter Soldier. They took the guys who did Community and they did a fantastic job. Yeah, you know their only other film to date was You, Me, and Dupree, which is terrible. Yeah, it's a bad film. But Winter Soldier is great, so I don't think you need a big name as yeah. such. Yeah. All right, that's it for this week's news. Let's move on to Talking Point. Now, last week on IGN, we ran through the top games of the last generation. So PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and of course, the Wii. Now, it was a joint effort. It wasn't my decision. It wasn't your decision. It wasn't your decision. But we did contribute to it. So it's kind of like the IGN hive mind. And the number one was, of course, Super Mario Galaxy. Would that have been your number one? So I'm not a massive Mario fan. Um, or I used to be, but I kind of went off it. I don't know. Galaxy, I think, is brilliant. It rejuvenated the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, very unique. I played it. I didn't like it that much because I didn't really get on with um, the Mario. Wii controller. <laughs> don't like Mario. I don't, no, yeah, Italians. Cool. Can't stand them. Um, so, basically, I didn't really get on with the Wii controller. And it, it was towards the end of my love affair with the Wii, and I just kind of lost... 
I just couldn't be bothered. Well, your, your love affair with the Wii was quite short then. It was quite Because Mario Galaxy came out quite early. I, I, I didn't get it till a bit later there. Okay. Um, I, I kind of played Twilight Princess, um, Zelda, and didn't enjoy the control scheme there. And then I played that and I was just like, no, screw this. Too much for me. And I went back to, so for me it wasn't really. But I think I can see what it did for the franchise and I think it is a fantastic game. It just wouldn't be my... So what would your choice be? Ooh. Um... Think about it for a minute. I will think about it. So, Galaxy. Yeah, what do you think of Galaxy? I think it's a worthy winner, obviously. I think it takes a little bit of heat when we've put that out on Facebook and Twitter that it's, like, the number one. People yeah. are like, mm. it's, it, for me, it seems like a lot of people who haven't even played it. Yeah. And I think, you know, not to, like, wave the Nintendo flag, but yeah. the thing everyone always says about Nintendo, like we've got Mario Kart in the office. Yeah. And, then this is, and people go, oh, another Mario Kart. Yeah. Same Brilliant. old thing. It's yeah. like there's been a handful of Mario Kart games in 20 years. Yeah. There's, like, a Call of Duty yeah, yeah. every year year as FIFA every year and the thing about Mario and Nintendo is they always say ah they don't do anything new and Miyamoto said like we could come up with new characters every year if you wanted yeah but it's about coming up with new gameplay concepts. Yeah. And even if it's the same character, it's the gameplay concept that mm. is is the thing. And that's what Galaxy did. Yeah. It, they did it back on 64 with yeah. a 3D platformer. And for the next generation, they did something equally innovative. They didn't for Sunshine, unfortunately. They did. Sunshine I'm, I'm, I'm leaping over that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not acknowledging that. Yeah. No, Sunshine, and, and that's the that thing we talk about innovation in yeah. itself isn't like necessarily <clears throat> wor- worthy, yeah. but when you match it with an overall gameplay design and then they add it, they, they, then they can like just the cherry on top is you can make it Mario yeah. and give it all the elements of his world. Yeah. And it is fantastic. It is, I actually it, prefer it is an amazing game. Like, right. Okay. But, but that's, it's see, that's a, I, there's, there, there was a lot of discussion around that, around kind of like Borderlands two versus Borderlands one. And it's a refinement yeah. of, you know, what the, the, the template that the original did. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of hard to sort yeah. of, you know, which one would you include? Because, like, Dark the, Souls or Demon Souls. wrapping your head around Mario 64 for the first time, being yeah. able to, like, triple jump and long jump and backflip, yeah. and yeah. then doing all that, but in, like, on these little, like, kind of planetoids, yeah, yeah, yeah. and using yeah. gravity in novel ways. Yeah. And it, th- it's like um, 3D World on the Wii U now. Right. It's just, like, you throw all these ideas into a game, yeah. and for it still to have a shape. Yeah. And a consistency. I think that's what still marks Nintendo out as something special, even they're having all these problems. That are yeah, there. yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I really enjoyed Mario Galaxy, but I didn't finish it. And I've, I felt like me as a gamer, I've kind of grown out of that yeah. style of game. Mm. Yeah. I'm not as good as I used yeah. to be, quite frankly. Yeah. Like the cookie cutter levels were an absolute pain in the ass. <laughs> Um, and I just didn't have the patience or the time to go and invest into it to kind of get all the way through. And I've said it many, many times on this podcast, I like the idea of going from start to finish in a game, eight hours, bosh. I done. also think it's a really interesting winner to have at the top of the list because I think Mario is just pure gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in this list and this generation of consoles where they've become more sophisticated, they've supported more interesting kind of storytelling experiences yep. Yep. or artistic experiences so like looking at the list the last of us yep. very strong narrative Red Dead redemption the same um journey more of a kind of arty experience yep. and aesthetic mm. experience but top of the pile is still gameplay yeah well i yeah. was a big um advocate uh, of wii sports because it's the first game that everybody in my household including my mum and you know everybody could play 
and be on a level playing field. Yeah. Mm. Like, no other game has done that or hadn't done that up until that point. And yeah, I know it's only got a handful of events and this, that and the other, but it was the game that demonstrated better than anything else why you should buy a Wii. And it came free with it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and But yeah, you're right, in terms of the judging criteria, it's been far more complex for this generation than I think any previous generation. Yeah, I think the diversity of experience. Through, which Halos do we include? Which ones yeah. don't we include? But this, this is quite a diverse range of experiences mm. and genres. Like I don't think you know one particular genre hasn't dominated above any others. No. Um, even though sales, like obviously F- FPS, dominates yeah. uh, across the board. What I noticed, um, because obviously we're also asking people to vote for their favourite ones, mm. um, and I was looking through as a JRPG fan, I was trying to see if we have any JRPGs on there. And they're not really... This had, last generation was the generation of the Western RPG. Yeah. You know, we had Mass Effect, we had Skyrim, which yeah. was a cultural phenomenon and all of that. Fallout, JRPGs, Fallout, three. Fallout, Fallout yeah. Uh, yeah, Fallout. Um, I don't know. I'd argue to a degree elements of Far Cry with Dragon Age. Mass you know, Effect. They're all, yeah, they're all Western RPGs. The JRPG just completely vanished. And the one, so for me, I think probably the game of generation. I mean, if I'm being honest, probably um, The Last of Us had the biggest impact story-wise. Mm. Skyrim, I thought, was, as I say, a phenomenon. Like, it just completely blew everything else out of the water, and it really moved the franchise forward. Um, but Nino Cooney, I thought, was right. really, really... Did you play Xenoblade? I didn't, because again, really, Wii U. Really good. Right, OK. Uh, or Wii, rather. But yeah. um, X, which is the follow-up they're working on, Monolith... Um, mm. That, actually, more than anything else, is one that makes me think, you know what, maybe I do want a Wii U, yeah. from what we've seen of that, and I'm hoping we'll see more at E3. So, yeah. Do you want me just to go through the top ten? Yeah, go for it. People yeah. might not have seen the list yeah. on the site, yes. but obviously go check it out. Countdown and, from... And let us know yours. And if you disagree... From ten to one. Yeah, if you disagree, there's also a way that you can put together your own top ten list and yep. share that. Check it out. Well, I put two human in mind, so you better go and vote to balance really? out that madness. In your I, top ten? Look, so I like MMOs, and I like the grindiness of them, and I think that was the precursor to it. Wow. Because I love the grind and the loot hunt. I've heard you like the grind. Hey, I'm a broken man. Err. Uh, hey. Number 10. And number 10 is Shimmer Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. That is a great game. That is a great game. Well, you see, that would probably do that for the next. That was a great game. That was probably put that in my top five, actually. Really? Because I love FPSs. And that to me was. And I remember seeing that. It was my first E3 working for IGN, and it was at E3 when it was a small E3 at Santa Monica. Mm. And I was just like, oh, it's Call of Duty. And then I played it, and it was just like, that is amazing. It was the, the level where... Um, In your Iraq? Uh, no. Uh, you have to crawl... Gillies? Yes. Gillies in the Mist? Yes. It's not called that, though, is it? It's not. Why is it called? Oh, we've, we've done so we, many things at that yeah. level in the last yeah. few years. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, all gillied up. Yeah, we always think it's called Gillies in the Mist, but it's not, because there's no mist no. or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, I remember the bit where, like, obviously you have to hit the deck and then they're all walking past you. In, and it was in like, Ukraine. This Oop-oop. is insane. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it's kind of been carbon copied to death, but that's definitely up there for me. Cool. Um, number nine, Journey. That is a great game. That is a great, that is a great, game. great game. Stay with us on IGN. My, my, my for eight more great games. Is interviewing at BAFTA, one of the creators, after they won all those awards. Yeah. And she cried. She got really, she got really emotional. She was like, it's just... What did you say to her? Um, I said she should have bought a better dress. No, I didn't really. I Amazing. said, well done. She, she wore just a big she got sc- really, It was really, really sweet. And she, they were like, she meant a lot to them. And it was passionate. Huh? She's wearing a big scarf. Yes, they got longer with every award she got. She didn't say anything. She just wandered off into the distance. Lovely person. Yeah. Not a great interview. <laughs> not, not, great, great, not a great interview. Mute, but, uh, but fun. Yeah. 
Number eight. In at number eight. Another great game. GTA five. See, that's low down. See, now I wouldn't put it in my top ten. Well, you put top two human in there. <laughs> that's all. You don't have this a say is, in this matter. This is true. But also, I'm sure we'll come to it when we talk about it out this week. But playing Watch Dogs now, not quite enjoying it as much as I thought I would. And I think that's because I overindulged on Grand Theft Auto. And I'm kind of bored of that open world thing. So GTA is one of those games where if you are... It comes into that. And nothing else has come close to it in terms no. of creating a world. Nothing. Not even... 50% of what GTA 5 does, I don't think. That world is amazing. Yeah. The game is good, but the world is amazing. But you look at, um, I mean, Dan Stapleton, who reviewed it for us, made an interesting point. He's like, no, you didn't. know. McDonald's reviewed it. No, no, no. Um, Watch Dogs, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, right, sorry. Dan Stapleton, who reviewed Watch Dogs, made an interesting point. You know, Watch Dogs is clearly Ubisoft's attempt to launch some sort of, you know, GTA alike, like the crew is a deep speed alike or what have you. And um, he's saying, you know, Ubisoft have a history of iterating very, very quickly upon games. Mm. So by the time we actually see Grand Theft Auto 6, whatever number watchdogs we're on, there's sure. no telling, you know, may, it may be a very even playing field. Because the original Assassin's Creed wasn't particularly well received. No. Two uh, was and the, also, the big Two one, was right? the one that where they... But, you know... Again, they've had huge pre-orders for Watch Dogs. It's broke all Ubisoft uh, records, I saw. And it's going to. What I imagine will happen is, obviously, Watch Dogs one is there. The second one will probably dip a bit, even mm-hmm. though it will probably get better critical reviews, and it will take time to build up again. I think. Yeah, we'll have it every single year. <sighs> That'd be fun. Yeah. So look forward to next one. <laughs> next, next one. Um, Shall I just run through them really quick? Or do you want to go for each one? And say they're a great game. Go on then. Okay, Red Dead Redemption. Great game. Missed it. Didn't play it. Red Dead Redemption. I know, I know. Like, I think that would be in my top three, actually. I think it's just incredible. I don't even like Westerns. Yeah. Like, the thing is, is it is a, it's a rock star game. Because yeah. it's also about the world. Yeah. And even though it is, like, barren mm. and sparsely populated, yeah. I think it's one of the richest they've ever created. Yeah. It's not like loads of buildings and like signs, yeah. but you can just go wandering off into the woods or like right across a border and end up and find some weird stuff happening in the yeah. middle of the desert. Something's gone well, wrong. I think it was a ghost town. Yeah, the influence of Red Dead on GTA 5 really, really kind of brought that world in to the, life. In like when you're in the sticks. Yeah. And yeah. also, great, great story. Yeah. Like really interesting narrative about a man trying to like connect with his family after not being after being absent for a long period of time Mm -hmm. and has a really really moving ending as well anyway moving on great game Uh, great game minecraft i don't play minecraft don't play minecraft i don't i mean it's phenomenon right and its sales figures are through the roof so there's got to be something there well, of course, there's something there. <laughs> well, such insight. Well, Greg, such insight. That was um, Games Industry Public Luke. Wow. There's, um, there's definitely something there. I'm being, really? I'm being facetious, right. okay? I am, I'm just making that perfectly wow. clear. Fallout 3. Brilliant game. Played it a bit. It's not my kind of game. Very grey. Like, not a lot of colour. The grey and the grey browns. It's a grey game. It's a grey <laughs> game. There? there we go. Uh, number nice. 4, Skyrim. I loved it. Definitely not my kind of game. Really loved it. Well, I spent the first hour walking up a hill only to have, be told, well, why don't you do a job and sharpen your sword? It's like, what? First row dark and all that. And all that. Insight. Number three, <laughs> The Last of Us. I loved that, actually. It, it was a me, great game. It, I, I like the story more than the gameplay. Looking back on it more objectively and trying to play through it again. I actually, and I mean, I like Left Behind as well, but playing through it again... It's good gameplay. It is very, very good gameplay. But it's, you know what? It's the story that pulled pulled it through. I'm for just me. getting a bit bored of. Um, I want something more than just. 
hiding behind stuff and then killing people. Yeah, and moving yeah on. But, I kind of but at, at the same dogs. time, it was really tense. God, I remember I, like sorry, when you'd walk a, into a new. I was room. making more of a bigger point about I think because of Watch Dogs, I've been playing yeah. that. But and, yeah, and it's like I remember sort of going back and playing Left Behind, and that feeling of walking into a new room, hearing the clickers, and it was genuine fear. It's like, mm. oh my god. Um, not many games ones, of. Right? Yeah, I can't remember what they were called. but Bloaters or And the thing is, when I started playing that game, I thought, I've got to take everything out. And I, that's what I was doing. Yeah. You know, laboriously trying to shoot things, be smart in how I took them out. And then I realised that actually, often it's easier just to kind of sneak past or run yeah. past. And there's loads of stuff like... Like the crafting as well. I, it took me ages to figure out that, really, I should be crafting this yeah, stuff. Lot, yeah. Or throwing the bricks and this, that and the other. I'd, so I, I like the performances as well. Yeah. And like, yeah. you yeah. really did connect with those characters yeah. in a yeah. big, big way. You had a huge investment. Like, I'm playing Watch Dogs at the moment, and when there's a cut sequence, I'm just like, I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm... Irony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Aiden. Yeah. Just got, got a text. Yeah. Um, just took into Twitter. Um, right, number two, Portal 2. Another great game. Also, like, pure game. Yeah. Mm. Like, something that no other medium could do. Yeah. Portal. Yeah. Like completely game specific yeah. funny as well like hilariously funny like yeah, yeah, when yeah. GLaDOS is just like taking the mick out of you yeah. and how unfashionable you are yeah. or when she gets put into the little um, battery run on a potato the potato yeah it's a, like it really really brilliant. idiosyncratic game yeah, yeah. Um, and of then, and then it takes us back to Mario Galaxy so which we talked about so let's round this off what would your number one be Luke you've had time to think now my number one actually I reckon for all it did probably Skyrim Right. I reckon. Um, and then just beating The Last of Us into number two and Nino Cooney into number three. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Skyrim, because it was just, it was massive. And it's, it's one of those games, like, like GTA was for a lot of people, you know, it's kind of, it gives you the tool set to create your own adventure. Yeah. And I believe that that's what Skyrim did for me. And I just thought it was, it pushed the boundaries. Mm. Um, Morrowind was one of, which was the third Elder Scrolls game, was one of the first games that really just made me fall in love with the medium more than anything else before it. And I just thought, um, yeah, in the absence of a decent Final Fantasy last generation, I will go for Skyrim. Because it go. really pushed the general, the thing. Creeper? Um, I just quickly went through the rest of the list to see what else was there. Uh, I'm not going to say Dark Souls, because I'm a Johnny-come-lately, yep. and I know you have a go at me. I would I would never do such a thing. <laughs> but having played that, that is incredible. Like It's yeah. like what I want Zelda to be now. It's like a really... Like Dark Zelda, mm, yeah. it is incredible, yeah. and I know you'd love it, but I know you would never play it. I, I but just, you would, ab- I wouldn't I have the time. Absolutely, yeah, I'm sure it. I would, but um, I don't have the, I don't have the patience. I, I think, oh, it's, it's so difficult. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go probably Red Dead Redemption. I think that's the game that you always reference. I think, you always talk it about. Just, it makes sense, right? Yeah, it's like I, I played it a lot just before I got my job at IGN as yeah. well, and. It does change I just the way you it look at every day, games, like for hours on end, and I just, yeah. See, I think if it, it if it had come out at a different time, I would have played it as much as you did, and I would have enjoyed it as much as you. But unfortunately, it came out exactly the same time as my daughter, and I had to spend more time looking after her than I did playing the game. <laughs> Alex, Priorities, Alex, Alex, unbelievable, Alex, isn't Alex. it? Yeah. What about you, Al? What's yours? Well, so it's probably not the best game on the list, but the game I probably enjoyed the most is Far Cry Three. I really, really. Loved that game, <laughs> like probably more than All I Christmas. Should, should what twenty twelve? Yeah, yeah. Because I just yeah. start, I'd been here about and, and I just like things similar to GTA. I just like spending time in the world and hunting things and mm. thinking of ways to kind of uh, take over the little outposts and you know just experimenting and pissing Bunch around. Of shark. Yeah. Um, so GTA is definitely up there for the for the same reasons. I, I really really five, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then Last of Us. So th those are my top three. I probably I probably did enjoy Far Cry 3 the most, which is kind of a bit out there. But there you go. Oh, there Far you go. Cry 4. Far Cry 4. Come on. Okay, so you can let us know your games of the generation yes. over on the site. You can find that link everywhere, really. Yeah. Or you can drop us an email at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. But please vote because we've spent ages building the nice little thing on. We have. You should <laughs> yeah. vote. Basically, yeah, yeah, or email it. Don't email it and ask us to put it in for you. What? All right. Luke will do that. Yeah. You've just nominated yourself Data to do that. Data entry. <laughs> My yeah. backup career. Right. right. Uh, so let's uh, move on to reader feedback. And Luke, you've got the first piece. I do. It's a very, very long piece. So I'm going to praise it on the fly. Okay. Oh, this um, is going to go well. This is. So exactly. It's, it's by Dylan Wynn. And he is referring to the decision to release the Xbox One without Kinect. Mm -hmm. um, and he says it seems like a knee-jerk response to an initially bad launch for the Xbox One. Uh, he talks about all of this kind of, you know, how cookies are put on your computers and things to gather all the information. So he says he likes cycling, yeah. and um, he was using dating sites about six years ago. And so now he's constantly targeted by ads saying like, hey, are you looking for a single cyclist in your area? And he's like, no. I am. Are you? No. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Dylan, get in touch again. Everyone's looking for a single cyclist, right? Who, who isn't? Um, and so he's just saying they were so adamant about the whole always online and the whole better with Connect yep. thing. You know, it, it, so was that a lie or have their views changed? Um, and is it just highlighting the bad choices? Um, and he's saying, yeah, he he liked 360 um, and he owns a Wii, Wii U, PS3 and 3DS. Do you know what I think? What? I think you should have read through that before you start waiting in because well, you're trying to read it on the fly. Yeah. Do you want me to fill a bit of uh, uh, airtime while uh, you... No, you just said stupidly ignored the wider gaming world and as a result, I feel the brand has been damaged, maybe even permanently, especially with the fact that... It Xbox or X Connect? The Xbox brand. No, I, I completely agree. Especially with agree. the fact that it... And it's still true, it still doesn't operate to its full potential outside the US. Because they... Um, it felt to me like Microsoft just kind of kept on pushing it and pushing it. Mm when nobody really had any desire to use it. And the whole better co with Connect. Give me one example where a game is better with Connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My it, big, it's, there's a really... Sorry, though. No, I was, I was just going to say my big sadness is about um, Rare because, you know, I was writing a piece about them the other day and they did so much good mm. stuff when they were Nintendo, mm. so much. Yeah. And you know, even Perfect Dark Zero, which was... Gash. They could have iterated Perfect on that. Perfect Art Zero was really bad. It was, well, yeah, it was oh Gash. Oh, my gosh. But, like, they could... And how did they get it so right and then so wrong? But, you but know... Even, like, Viva... Viva Zilla. Actually, I would put Viva Pinata. Pinata in... I did put Viva Pinata in my top ten games of generation. Viva but, um, Yeah, you know, they just got it... I feel sad because they were pushed aside. And don't feel sad. It, I do feel sad for them because they did some sad. really, really good games. And, um... It's all gone a bit... It on. has. He also mentioned Visionaries. Cooper. Everyone's mentioning visionaries. What have you started? So what, what were you going to say? You were going to say something before I. I was going to say v -v 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 the connect. Well, I'll read my bit of feedback. Cause it's on a All similar right. um, note. Um, Duck Hunt. That's from Harry Mudge. There it's a new thing as well. Um, he's on about um, Microsoft now not like leaving Connect out of the box. He says. Yeah. But have you ever noticed that whenever a game or app needs to be updated, you can't actually use Connect to begin the update? I personally don't mind using my voice or gesture to quickly navigate for OD or Netflix, but I noticed that an update was required, and to my dismay, I had to go searching for my controller just to press A. So mm. they didn't even fully integrate That's it. That's a bit silly, But the it? thing is, I think there's a very fine line between like being a big company and having a vision... <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> there's a very fine line between being a big... <laughs> company yeah. and having a vision and 
like going this is the future and yeah. really holding out there and then eventually you'll be seen to be kind of a visionary yeah to use that word again hey. yeah. and then it just not falling yeah. apart yeah. And you know obviously that, that must have been a great track record of doing stuff like that that must have been such a hard decision like, yeah. it's, it's I don't think it's one they it lightly submitting defeat Essentially, Be- especially because the install base, the original Connect, sold so well because it, originally it was a gimmick. You know, there was mm. loads of potential. People have all this back knowledge now about it, so I don't think the improved Connect is actually ever going to hit the install base of the original. No, you know, and so that's well, something but, that de- developers need to but will again, take that in mind. Surely would have been a lesson that Microsoft would have learned. It would have been like, okay. Loads of people bought it on the promise that it's going to deliver something new and amazing. You need the product first, I think. And then there was no games for it by the end of 360. So it's just a bit like, right, we've invested this much money in it. What are we going to do? What will, you know, in my look back, and even though it is inherently unreliable and not quite where it needs to be, but I'm sure in 10 years' time, voice recognition and voice Mm. commands will actually be quite commonplace. Yeah. Um, aspects of everyday life like touch screens are today yeah. like, touch screens yeah. used to be absolutely terrible touch yeah. screens still are like train stations on stuff like yeah. really bad like non well like most of the time if you use your finger now it works yeah. if you use your finger it doesn't but and the, the, but this is the weird thing so I don't know if that's built on a false premise and this is just me personally when I you know I sometimes I use my games console to play music in the background or you know watch a film or anything and I'll be having, when I have friends around, and I'll be talking to friends, and I'll be navigating with my controller, and I'll still be having that conversation. Mm. The problem with voice commands is you have to just stop. You can't, you have to be like, oh, hang on a second. Xbox, play song. Xbox, do this. I'm back in the room. Mm. And it, it, it disrupts the natural flow of a conversation. Mm. And so I find that yeah. very jarring. I mean, and mm. that's why I don't like voice commands. Mm. That's why I don't use, Siri is actually, you know, incredibly intelligent. It works a lot swifter than typing in, like, you know, with my fat fingers I, while I'm walking. I've never used Siri. Exactly. Ever. Because it's, and especially when I'm walking with someone, it would be so much quicker for me to just say, oh, Siri, search something. But I don't because it'll interrupt the conversation. And I'd rather fumble around it. with the buttons. Yeah. Uh. You know, I, I really do think that this whole voice command thing is built on a false premise because it's too intrusive. But that is just my two pennies. There you go. Wow. There you go. Uh, email from Looks Jamie Hand. Uh, he starts off by saying, Da can't! Oh. Uh, Alan, he says, can't. I don't know if he says it like that. <laughs> no, Helen, you can't. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, he was an early adopter of the Xbox One and planned to buy all his games digitally until he realised how big they were. He didn't say that. <laughs> uh, however, when I checked the price for Watch Dogs, it was 60 quid, whereas you can get it in the shops for 45. Uh, I understand why Microsoft uh, don't want to undercut retailers, but how can they charge such a high price for delivery method? Method. Sorry, I've lost my <laughs> Method. Which <laughs> should be cheaper. I don't know. Is the honest answer? <laughs> it doesn't make any so. sense for me because you know you haven't got distribution costs, you haven't got a box. It's the power not, of the retailer, it, Alex. You know the answer to this question. Yeah, it's the power right? of the retailer. Yeah, but, like, but why doesn't that? Think of the money you're saving on petrol on from going to else. Your It'll be eroded over time. The power of the retail yeah. will diminish over time, and then you. It's already have... happened in films and. There's only like two music. left, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, it'll yeah. happen. It'll happen. There's only two retailers left, but think of the money you save on petrol having to drive to your nearest store now. That's usually okay, drive. three. Well, it's three <laughs> cities away usually now. There's no HMVs near me anymore. You live in London, don't you? Yeah, but you're in the state. Where do you go to? Well, yeah. Do you drive to well, Birmingham my, to get your games or something? In in Birkenstead, there used to be that HMV in Emblemstead. And now there isn't. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. So now where am I meant to when go? When you used to send the man out to get... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. I send get the but- my copy of Watch Dogs. I send the butler in the helicopter, but that's not the point. So, anyway. <laughs> I'm still worried about petrol money. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get the oh. developers flown you, yes, over. When, oh. you have to, when you have a helicopter to run, you'll understand Alex, my concerns. Alex, fortune to fill that up. 
So, <laughs> what's, what's the mileage? Oh, we got expenses. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, so Prince Karmali. It's, it's like a <laughs> coming to Mark Smith says Duck Hunt just Duck listen Hunt. to the last podcast have to agree with Stu Ben and Holly is the greatest kids TV show at the moment unlike that bloody Peppa Pig it's entertaining for kids as well as adults wow you're so good at accents thank you also Old Jack's Boat is a good watch but <laughs> that's just because I like to watch it thinking it's part of the Doctor Who universe as almost all of the cast have been in Doctor Who. What's it called? Old Jack's Boat. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, Stuart's been on about that before, and I was like, is that where the bad things happen, Stu? And he got a bit upset. Um, for the love of God, change the email address. What? We're working on it. Well, the email address is quite confusing. I mean, we do embed it in the story now, and we've, we've even figured out how to make and it clickable. Well, he could just email El Carmali. <laughs> right, brilliant. You can do that if you want. So. <laughs> the look of fear in my eyes. Yes, you can email me on that if you want. And by the same token, work out everyone else's yeah. email address. Uh, yeah, it's not a hard business. Uh, it's a shit business. You'll see. So, yeah, Connor. Yes, Connor wrote in. Apparently, he annoys Mr. Kamali too much on Twitter. Is that Connor B nineteen ninety three? It is indeed. Yeah. I know him he DM- DM- because he actually has a very good joke in his. In his Twitter bio that I that I, I congratulated him. No, I congratulated oh. him on it. Um, he's part Irish and part Indian, I believe, and so he refers to himself as a Cork, as an island dash Asian. He's a Cork Asian. I see. It's a pun, and you know how much we love puns. So yeah, no, I find that very funny. Hey Connor, haven't spoken to you in a while. I feel like a bit of a gooseberry. Some here, people send you. I, I was um, so. Um, some people send you some weird stuff on Twitter. Yeah, no, that does happen occasionally. There you go. Uh, by this time next week, I will have abandoned the outside world and will be playing copious amounts of Mario Kart 8 with literally dozens of other Wii U owners online around the world. While no doubt I've heard fantastic things, I'm a little sceptical about the character roster, Pink, Gold, Peach, Baby Rosalina, and would hope that Nintendo will be adding DLC for this, but also for the inclusion of battle-specific stages. Battle! Mm. Hopefully you've all had a chance to play it. What are your thoughts on the latest iteration of the series? And do you have any nostalgia? Fun memories with Mario Kart franchise. Stay awesome. Uh, SNES Mario Kart. God, yeah. I remember that. I think I've played them all quite a lot with my cousin. Yeah. Um, N64 is still a standout for see, me. I really like, even though it's critically not the well most well received. It, I really like Double Dash oh. simply because you pick up two power ups. Yeah. It added a, a level of tactical kind of decision making that the other ones don't have because yeah. you can hold a power up in reserve. Yeah, it probably imbalanced it slightly, but it, it, I quite like that element. Of it. I didn't like the way. Yeah. What other power up people had in reserves? So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like we're kind of like second guessing each other. Yeah, which was the one that with the Wii wheel that kind Wii of Wii one. Yeah, the Wii Mario one. Kart Wii. <laughs> Boom. One that the Nintendo Wii. Ah, logic. Um, so I didn't like the Wii wheel. Just putting that out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but glad, I glad we got to that and, point. And, <laughs> and I'm making it very clear that I do like Mario Kart 8. I think it's a very good game and enjoyable. We're going to play makes me more in the office. We've got. We've been grabbing some footage. You've of been playing a lot. Well, I'm wondering if he's going to be me too good. Me and Burpar have been yeah. putting together a video of the 30 best shortcuts in the game. Mm. So we're doing a big kind of. Will it be uh, live montage. when this goes out? It will be live indeed on, on the site. Um, I think it's amazing. I like your idea the other day, though. Yeah. About DLC. What if this wasn't just Mario Kart? It was Nintendo Kart this time around. So you expand Way the better idea. beyond. Imagine Mario. if you had like a little Link. Zelda in a car. Snake. 
Oh, yeah, Link. Sorry. Uh, and you're driving around like Hyrule course or something. Metroid. Like I've Me- been oh, well up for imagine that. Imagine Metroid. And you bring in new power-ups. Metroid had like a little car that was like a little spaceship. That is what Nintendo should do. That would be. Because you see how much excitement surrounds the announcement of a new Smash Brothers game. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a Smash yeah. Bros car. Yeah, yeah people basically. Crazy. But people go nuts for it. Yeah. And I reckon they would in Mario Kart. It's the highest trafficking videos on IGN, or like when there's an announcement of a new Smash character. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, oh, it's like that, our, our most viewed videos as well. Who, 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 who else would you like in it? Oh, it's like, it's like Ganondorf in it. Gan- like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. There, there are so yeah. many like Nintendo characters. Like that to me is like I like Shake. I, I don't see. I don't really get um, Smash Brothers. It's not my kind of game. I've never. Had I've had hours of fun with but, that. Mario Kart. Mar- that yeah. would do the same for me with Mario, Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. God. The Wii Fitness instructor. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But instead, they're doing DLC of a Mercedes. weird Mercedes. That thing. other is terrible. It's that like Bose Lighter. I find it absolutely terrifying. And loads, of, loads, of, loads of people in the in the comments are going like, oh, it's not that terrifying. I think it's pretty cool. Then you're a warped they individual because it's Mario. terrifying. Yeah, that like, Mario some weird is the Japanese thing. adverts, though, aren't they? Like, yeah. Have you seen those weird ones where like Western celebrities do adverts in Tentacles. Japan? And they're just like, that something else? for the most weird products. Like Jack Bauer and no. stuff like that. Not oh, right. Yeah, like you'll never see them because they only run in Japan. Yeah, yeah. But they get like because they pay an astronomical sure. amount of money. They get them to do crazy stuff for their advertisements. Right. You and McGregor's done some weird ones that I never seen. He's done a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless him. Uh, this is an email from Michael uh, from Northern Ireland. Uh, so he's doing his AS levels. Uh, and he's finding it hard to concentrate. So how do we find the motivation and concentration to sit down and do a task, such as revising, whenever there are distractions such as gaming, Netflix, and the like? I'm still trying to well, that. Well, but also, unfortunately, uh, the thing that we have to do is gaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. We, don't, we don't, luckily, we don't have to do revising. Well, if we don't work, we get disciplinaries and fired, right? So yeah, but I would also say, incentive. but the work is playing games yeah. and watching films, which, is, which are his distractions. I still feel that sometimes in the office. I still get a little bit of residual guilt. Yeah, playing a game like no, but like other people and they're like, "Oh, you playing a game? It's work." Right, but I'm still like, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, like I, this is the fi- this, this is like the fiftieth time I've done this course on Mario because yeah. I can't quite get this thing to work. Yeah. At this time. I get yeah. I get residual guilt when I go. I'm to sure events. people are crying for me. Mm. I feel if I'm out, I feel if I'm out of the office at an event, I feel I should be at the office. I yeah. That's be doing because something. you normally turn up there at half ten, then start on the wine. Usually, yeah, yeah. but you know, also residual Catholic guilt. I think probably is my thing. They love if you drink wine. Just imagine it's. Um, they do. Speak, if you Jason's actually are looking blood. for a gen- genuine help, friend, there is a site that I discovered called Noisly, which is N-O-I-S-L-I. And um, you can it's basically a soundboard of all these right. different sounds. So like rain, leaves, mm. like wind. And um, it also has soothing colours in the background that change. Um, and it's a text pad that you can write on. Um, and the so you're just sort of sat there like, zoning it's, it's really out. basically like live de- DJing it's weather. Really, it's really good because when I was revising for my exams, there always used to be kids playing outside laughing, and I was like, shut up and be miserable like a normal child. And um, oh. God, yeah, I had a great childhood. And then basically, yeah, exactly. they um, shoot those so peasants. You can just you can just drown it out. There you go. <laughs> what are friends? Um, so yeah, let them eat cake. There you go. Because um, I am Mary Antoinette. You are. You're Austrian. There you go. So, Hamish Turner says, Hello from Australia. Have you seen the Australian comedy TV shows Summer Heights High, Angry Boys, Jonah from Tonga, by Chris Lilly, not Chris Tilly? What? Can you slow down a bit? That's just a lot of. Words. Okay, the Australian show Summer Heights High. Summer Heights High? You've seen that? No. 
Angry Boys? No. no. Jonah from Tonga? I know right. of these things. Summer Heights High I have seen because... Um, I love is it called Jonah from Tonga? Yeah, it's Jonah from Tonga. So he is a character in Summer Heights High. Summer Heights High, um, it's a mockumentary starring Chris Lilly, and he plays three roles. One is Jonah from Tonga, um, who's this boy, who's this island boy, and he says, oh, puck you, miss, puck you, puck you with a P. I didn't swear. Um, and then he also plays Mr. G, who's this very camp drama teacher, um, who is like... <laughs> did you used to do the, acting, Luke? I did, yeah. Yes. He was this very camp drama teacher. And then he plays uh, Jamae, Jamae King, who is a private school girl. He's like, I love your bins, they're so random. Do, do that one. Yeah, so um, it's, it's really funny <laughs> I mean, and it's really yeah, good. Doing it. I was, it's I, a really... I see what you did there. Um, I, what, I love your bins. Uh, no, I love your bins, they're so random, because she's from like a private school and she walks But what does that even mean? And I wasn't being... Oh, there's just bins dotted around the camp. Oh, actually, bins, bins. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Right. But no, it's really, really funny. I thought it was slang or so, something. So, Summer Heights High would recommend. Angry Boys got a bit dark. That was that his like, follow-up. like an Angry Birds rip-off or something? Um, kind of. No, it was just a bit dark. It was, again, quite... It's not kind of an Angry Birds <laughs> rip-off at kind all, of. is Okay, it? no, I'm lying. It's, it's nothing to do with Angry Birds. I was just riffing on your joke. But uh, no, it's... um. It, Angry Boys I'd skip Jonah from Tonga I don't know Who's my least favourite character In Summer Heights High But there was um, one called Jamae Private School Girl Which was Focused on Jamae And that was very very good <laughs> He's literally speaking Another language Australian right? I believe I No idea yeah, what no. you're talking so, about now. I would recommend If you haven't seen Summer Heights High It's very funny Mr G okay. is my favourite Good And he, makes, okay. he, he has a musical That deals with the Asian tsunami tragedy well, and that called sounds it, tasteful Well he called it Tsunamarama And it's set to the music Of Banamarama And then someone overdoses on drugs A girl overdoses on drugs And he writes a musical about it and one of the songs is she's a naughty girl with a bad habit bad habit for drugs it's really good there you go <sighs> so yeah so I'd reckon alright stop it. talking <laughs> yeah stop talking oh tired now last piece of uh, R- Ryan Davies <laughs> has written in he says more importantly check out the draft house on the top of Charlotte Street for some bloody delightful craft ales as well as getting a free round from Josh at the Craft Beer Co which is great try the modus operandi and if I see you there round on me too I don't work there sadly I work for a TV company nearby so this is a guy Ryan who's written in just to recommend us places to go drinking but that's good Um, that was was the first place we went to Draft House. When we moved yeah. to our new office. So Draft House, we're not very far up from also, there at all. Also, if you can get us enough as well, we can do a pub crawl for free drinks. Also, um, you don't like beer. No, but I'll have wine. You can't go to a place like that and drink wine. <sighs> well, I would have spirits, but that's quite expensive. So it's wine. Yeah, Is but it? so, well, also the beers in these places, because Krupa and I went for oh, a quick geez. one in the uh, the uh, craft beer company yeah, on Friday. And, and Josh wasn't nice? there. We couldn't speak. I don't so, like no. beer because it tastes I like liquid bread. I haven't finished my story, but thanks. Uh, seven pounds a pint. That's quite expensive. That is expensive. But then again, I said to Krupa, it's no different from you bowling into a pub and ordering a large white wine, which you always do. Not always. Mm. Well, well, sometimes look, too. Mm. Listen, when I started, I used to be all about the spirits, and I've reined it back out of consideration. Oh, that's good. So there you go. And right. bread, and as I say, beer tastes like liquid uh, bread. I remember one of the first times we went to the pub when you started work, working, and like Chris... Happens very rarely. Got a round in. <laughs> and um, what do you want? Pint, pint. Luke, I oh, can I have a, a, d- coke. a double vodka and coke. And you see to his face, till he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like £8.50. Oh. That, that, <laughs> so that Chris what? does. Chris is walking. No, it's fine. Fine. Have what you want, Luke. Have yeah. what you want. <laughs> Just, I think that's quite disrespectful. Well, it was, but I didn't really, you know. I said, no, I'm honestly fine. I'm honestly fine. He's like, go on, go on. And I was like, fine. You insist? Yeah, but if, if it was me, I wouldn't go, oh, actually, I'll have a pint of that £10 lager. <laughs> I'd go for something cheaper. Well, that's or what, I'd subsidise. Which is why I now go for wine, and it's cheaper. But you don't have to go large. 
I, oh, I've nipped large. No, I have a pint and a full carvery, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just one more email because I don't think we read it last yeah. week. I just wanted to read it out. Is this is a guy called Tom who's from Blackburn? He wrote in because we were talking about. Apparently, I talk about Blackburn every week, but it's All very nice time. that he wrote in. And I don't want to read anything out on there, but he mentions a couple of people from Blackburn, and yes, I do recognise those names, Tom. Oh, so there you go. You just recognise names. Yeah, mm. it's like Rain Man. People oh. I might have gone to school with. Oh. But I don't want to read out their names on there. Okay. Keep a level of privacy and decorum, Alex. Keep it secret. Keep it Thanks, safe. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Unlike Luke. You're <laughs> <laughs> talking about my, my drinking problems. Let's <laughs> move on. Right. Uh, let's talk about the games and movies out this week. Obviously, Watch Dogs is out this week. Uh, you've played it probably the most out of all of us here, Creeper. We gave it about eight hours. What did we give it on site? 8.4? 7 point something, wasn't it? 8. Really? Yeah, 8.3 or 8.4. Yeah. Um, it is a great game. Um, I think it plays like an amalgamation of a lot of Ubisoft games. I think it's, Ubisoft are developing this kind of in art, in-house style. Yeah. Mm. And it feels like it feels like the love child of Splinter Cell with a, a hint of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like a lot of the missions I've played so far are kind of quite stealthy yeah. and it's that mechanic of you can highlight the next piece of cover press X to run to that yeah. piece of yeah. cover run to that next one and the hacking stuff is pretty simplistic but you can like it's a little bit like Batman as well where you can lure people into yeah. certain directions sneak past them or take them out the world I don't find that interesting for me it feels like you hear all the stories about GTA about the team from Rockstar going spending weeks uh, yeah. in LA taking pictures researching it uh, going on calls with like detectives and cops yeah. going around doing kind of um, beat duty it feels like people at Watch Dogs have like seen photographs of Chicago yeah. it's just a little bit flat mm. um, yeah the one the thing I said to you was it doesn't really feel like it's a real city it feels like the back lot on the Warner uh, uh, yeah. studio that's created its version of a real city. It's, it's, it just doesn't it's not, quite it's not got a lot of personality. Right. No. Yeah. Um, so you go like drive to this section, you're like, oh, this looks like a section that I sneak through. This looks like a section where I sneak through. Yeah. And at the end of most of these missions so far I've played, you can either run away or like stand and fight. Yeah. Right. And that seems to be the resolution of every mission. Right. Also, were we all playing it on PS4? Yeah. Yep. Something that I find a bit weird, and we've discussed this earlier, is that when it first came out, or the first trailer was released, everyone was like, this looks stunning, this is mm. next gen. Doesn't really look that... <laughs> Can I just say that that was Creeper's bottle of Coke? It wasn't just him. That was the very subtle opening <laughs> of a bottle of Coke. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look that great. Like we were saying, actually, I think Grand Theft Auto V looks a bit yep. better. Yeah, um, I, I don't I think, think it's... I think a lot of the amazing. imagery of Watch Dogs that is kind of like instilled within you goes mm. back to that demo mm. from E3 2012 yeah. which we looked at yesterday and yeah. like the PC version is, is nowhere near that yeah. that's kind of can't, can't play remember the, the phrase anyway. they use it's called like test footage and it's when you're like workshopping the original concept behind a game you produce something like proof of concept of yeah. what you want the finished game to aspire to be yeah. and it's, it's looks well, like they did it, it with uh, Killzone back in E3 what was that 2005 or something like that yeah. and, the, and the final game didn't match yeah. that um, but I also find it a bit, too, sorry. I find it a bit overwhelming as well being able to hack everyone and like I, I, I've only played about two hours so I'm not very mm. far in at all but just you know moving around seeing oh can I hack this person can I hack this person can I hack this person and it just gets a bit you can switch it off though you can but then I feel like I'm one of these people who feel like then I'm missing something mm. I might miss something important or you mm. know a side mission mm. and um, it's a bit it, it, I, I, also so far like, it doesn't feel like the stakes are all that big like yeah. mm. there's, it's like a family thing so far but 
there's kind of villains have been introduced, but I don't really get a sense that they want to. I feel like the stakes should be way higher. Like they want right. to like, take over the world, and I'm trying to stop them. Or yeah, yeah, it's just all a bit more muddled. And obviously, depending how it pans out, it could be like really sophisticated the story. Yeah. But at the moment, it just feels like I'm just I'm just an errand boy going here doing this, yeah. doing mm. this. A bit Assassin's Creed like in yeah, terms yeah. of structure. Yeah. Mm. Uh, also out this week is Borderlands 2 on Vita. Which hasn't got great apps. No, it's apparently not the best of ports. Also, it's, you know, that's that's a big game to squeeze onto the Vita. Mm. Um, and also, they, when they originally announced it, they wanted it to have four-player co-op like the thing, yeah, and it's yeah. down to two-player. So yeah. it's not really the Borderlands 2 experience you want, I don't think. No. Uh, Worms Battleground, which I must, I must admit I haven't seen at all. Uh, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that. Looks good. Um, they've mixed it up a bit and added some new modes. Um, new weapons, uh, but the old favourites all there, like the Super Sheep and the yeah. old old lady. Yeah, you know, I think it's it looks solid. You know, it's what we've come to expect from a Worms, yeah. Worms game. But, um, but yeah. And then lastly, Marika 8, which we've spoken a lot about. Which is magnificent. Yes. Um, so that's probably... Possibly you know, a console teller, a system teller, I would say. Yeah. So our recommendation for the week? Marika 8. Yeah. yeah. Movies. Maleficent. 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 Which is, what does that mean? Uh, bad, evil, mal. Is that what it means? Yeah, like oh. mal. Mal and magnificent oh. as well. Um, so the alternate take on Sleeping Beauty myth, mm. starring Angelina Jolie. Her of the mighty cheekbones. Apparently, it's not all that great. Apparently, she's no. really good in it, according to our review. But the whole movie isn't that compelling. I imagine. I think there's been some problems behind the scenes with the right. production of that movie. Yeah. Um, so visually stunning, great performance by Angelina Jolie. Oh, apparently Brad Pitt got attacked at the premiere as well. Yeah, really. Some, some bloke um, came up and hit him on the head. The face, and he got arrested. He's like apparently a famous prankster. Right. Huh. Didn't oh, go well for him. That's not really a prank, is it? Hitting <laughs> someone in the face. Someone. Assault <laughs> is not like prank. assault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a prank. Ah, uh, the wit. Uh, the yeah. fact that we're talking about that instead of the movie probably says it all. Yep. Yeah. And, and then other one, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge Tom Cruise, which is getting good reviews very good reviews Mm. Um, I saw a bit of test I went to a screening with Chris of that not the full movie but like preview looks quite good looks quite Emily Blunt looks very good in it Um, strong female role which is good Um, it's kind of it's got it's been compared to Groundhog Day quite a lot right but it's barrel of us yeah exactly (laughs) but it it does look um, it does look very good it's another sci-fi vehicle Emily Blunt the Groundhog she is. is. She, is she punks at Tony Phil? <laughs> at the beginning, Tom Cruise just holds her up. Actually, probably Tom Cruise would be a better fit he's, for he's the. He's smaller, isn't it? Yeah. If Tom Cruise, she does tower over him. Hand. If Tom Cruise comes out, hey, li- libel, libel. No, I think you're right. Um, they have these massive excesses. If, he, if, he, if well. he comes out and then goes back in, there's four more years of denial. There you go. Is that wow. the way it works? It's wow. very clever. Anyway, <laughs> go and see the film. Yes, yeah. it's supposed to be good. Yes. <laughs> this recommendation. Go, go make your own mind up. Well, I'm, I'm still trying to see X Men because I haven't seen X Men yet. And I hear well, good. that's not the point about this week. <laughs> oh, but thank it's you. It's not what Walt's Luke doing this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always about you. Well, Jeez. some people want to know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's it for this week's podcast. As always, you can email us at ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com. Or Twitter and Facebook slash IGN UK. That's it for this week's podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Luke. And we will be back this time next week. Until then, bye. Bye. Bye.